It's me, your friendly neighborhood hexagon announcer from the EFC, Shane the Duke Wellington, and you're listening to The Takedown. Black, thank you very much for taking the time out out of your very hectic schedule to be on the show with us. Oh, no, thanks for having me, man. Uh, anything for, for some locals, man, I'll make some time for you guys. <laughs> I can still hear a bit of the South African accent there. It's coming through. I know. It always comes out when I speak to one of my friends or even one of my mom. It comes back. It's so weird. Like, you kind of, it, it's, it's weird how we subconsciously try to adapt. Yeah, exactly. Hey, how's it, bro? I just want to ask you. Lekker, my bro. Lekker. So, PJ, you were born and raised in Cape Town, South Africa, and you were trained by your father, the legendary Pink Panther. So, training and wrestling all over the world, how did your father's training prepare you for the world of professional wrestling? It was amazing. Uh, see, a lot of people don't realize this, but in the uh, like 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, South Africa wrestling scene was massive. It was actually on par with the U.S. and Japan at that time. It was a territory on its own. So my dad, you know, uh, he broke in old school style. He knew all the legends, you know, because back in the day, people would come to South Africa for extended periods of time. You know, Fit Finley came there for like 10 months, Regal. One of Undertaker's first matches was there in the 80s. People don't realize that. Um, yeah, so like, you know, my dad had a lot of knowledge and he was trained the old school way. You know, it's it's it's. Business has evolved in the last 25 years, but like I'm very thankful that uh, that I had a teacher like him, and he's still still considered one of the best in the business. Like all you know, all the old timers here in the U.S. still talk of him. So he must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel like um, a lot of the new guys coming up now all over the world, not only specifically in America, they're not really trained the old school way. It's something different. It, it's it's something completely different, but it's cool, you know, because wrestling keeps evolving. Like, look how far we've come in the last 10 years. Can you imagine where we'll be in 10 years from now? You know, I, I mean, there's a, there's a few aspects that I do miss that's kind of a lost art these days. Um, I would describe it similar to a, a comedian who's really good at improv, you know, because a comedian doesn't tell the same jokes he does in Atlanta that he does in Johannesburg, South Africa, or he does in Hong Kong, you know. And, and it's the same with old school wrestling style. You kind of change your style up to get a feel but like luckily now with like the internet and youtube and everything uh everyone's kind of aware of the style that everyone's doing right now and and, and most most people know most of the characters you know because like back in the day you didn't, if you didn't know who someone was you could just go to the live show and watch him now you can just google someone go onto youtube and be like oh yeah great i, I know this guy's moveset i know his character everything but uh yeah there's a very few guys who still improv matches um and whenever i get to do that that's a lot of fun and that's something i learned from my dad you know like so i'm, I'm kind of like one of the the last people to still do that <laughs> you know, tell me um growing up did you always know that this would be your career path obviously with your dad and all of that yes i actually uh, when i was eight years old i told my mom this is what i want to do for a living she told me i'll never make money doing this <laughs> she's like go to college first so, you know, I, I went to college, got my degree and everything, but like I've been, uh, I've been lucky, lucky enough to make this my career. How did the name PJ Black originate? <laughs> okay, so funny story. When I was like 14, 13, 14, I went through this gothic phase where I painted my room black. I got these like 
the black light in my room. I had this red velvet bedding. And uh, my dad came into my room one day and he's like, he's like, what the hell is this? And uh, PJ is for Paul Jr., which is my real name because I'm a junior. And then my dad came into the room and he was just like, you're going to be PJ Black from now on. <laughs> I was 14 years old and it just stuck. Incredible. Um, i got to ask, today, what's been your favorite wrestling match? Man, people ask me this all the time, and that's, that's a tough question because there are so many for so many different reasons, you know. I have a, a list of dream matches that I like, and, you know, it's, it, it just it gets better and better at ROH right now because like, there's so many good guys on the roster. Like, I love working Jeff Cobb. I love working uh, Bandito. I think Bandito is great. He's going to be the next Eddie Guerrero for sure. Um, but, like, a few matches that stand out was against Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles because that only happened one time, and that was always a dream match for me. You know, I've always looked up to AJ. He's one of my favorites. You can tell by my style because I do a lot of things similar to him. <laughs> so that was a big one. But, like, you know, there's so many, so many to choose from. I mean, in terms of uh, growing up and making it further and further into your career, what was, uh, like, the most defining moment for you? I mean, was it getting to the WWE or winning championship yeah i mean my goal always was actually to go to new japan even for before wwe but it was so hard from south africa because no one knew any wrestlers or wrestling from south africa you know so it was really hard for me to break into a lot of uh, areas and then one day i got the call from wwe and i just remembered being the happiest i've ever been you know it was like, i was so stoked i remember being on the golf course and just yelling out. <laughs> and the dude on the ninth was like, shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was a pretty cool feeling, you know. Like, it wasn't Japan, but I was like, I'm, I wasn't going to say no to WWE. And uh, now, I, you know, now I feel like I'm in a much better position and a much better place. And New Japan is bigger than ever right now. So now is the perfect timing for me to go there. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. I mean, we know that you signed with Ring of Honor as well earlier this year. And did you have the option to also re-sign with WWE? I did. I actually had a, a massive, uh, I had a long conversation with them and I had a massive opportunity to go. And at the end of the day, you know, you weigh up the pros and cons and you kind of like, that's how you make it the deciding factor because the money was the same. So that wasn't even like a factor. Um, less dates in ROH, that was a huge factor for me. Um, and I, I can still do international independence. And as you guys know, I've... I've um, kind of partnered up with this company in South Africa, Slam Force. So I'm trying to get wrestling back back to the level it used to be in the 80s in South Africa. And ROH allows me to do these things. And, you know, there's, uh, and since ROH and New Japan are partners, I can use those guys on future Slam Force shows. So I think that was like the best choice for me at this stage in my life. That's incredible. And I've always wanted to know, I mean, from a professional wrestler like yourself, what's the main difference... You know, behind the scenes between a company like WWE and ROH and New Japan. So that that was also one of the main deciding factors for me, because uh, ROH gives me creative freedom. Like I told you before earlier, uh, I'm like an improv artist. I'm one of the few guys who still like kind of listen to the crowd and kind of like just make up stuff as I go along instead of choreographing everything. So. Uh, um, ROH gives me the freedom to, to tell my own stories and do things my way and explain my character my way, which I love. WWE, I mean, I love WWE. I love the style. And, you know, it was a great time in my life. But, like, they micromanage everything. They, they sometimes tell you what to do, what to say, what times to hit, you know, how to be your character, uh, what to wear sometimes, you know. And it just, it's, as an artist, 
because I feel like wrestling is an art form. Uh, it just felt like my creativity was suppressed. And I mean, that, that's not a bad thing. You know, everyone has to go through that. And I feel like with NXT, they're loosening up on that right now. And they have to because of all the stuff that's happening in the wrestling world. They have to, you know, with AEW popping up and like all these great companies and ROH and everything and New Japan running shows in, in the U.S. right now. WWE has to like loosen up on that stuff because that's what made the the, the um, Attitude Era so great. Everyone had creative freedom, you know. Everyone had uh, their own time to express them however they wanted to. So and the, yeah, that's so that's what ROH gives me, and that's that's huge for me. Was it the same uh, with NXT? Um, you know, going to the main roster was it the same there with NXT? Yeah, in in a way, uh, NXT season one was not scripted at all, which was which was hilarious. I think we messed it up so bad that they had to script season two and onwards. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the matches weren't weren't unscripted. But luckily, that's my forte, so that's what I was good at. A lot, of, all the promos were on the fly. And those ones I kind of fucked up back then <laughs> a few times, but I. <laughs> If, if that comes around that now, that'll be my strong point. But uh, it was definitely an interesting experience, man. It was, it was so much fun. It was nerve-wracking at the same time. And people running around not knowing what's happening. It was, it was, it was super cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's very different now. Uh, Peter, just bringing it back to Slamforce. Um, how did you and Cornelius get in contact? And, I mean, what made you agree to, to compete at Slamforce? So... I had this five-year plan of setting something up in South Africa and coming back and starting some schools because I get requests from kids on social media and email like daily of like, how can I follow in your footsteps? Where can I go to train? How did you do it? Like, how did you get there? So I had this like idea in my head. It was like a five-year plan to start something in South Africa. And then Nelia's contacted me one day and this, this whole idea and I was like, this is fantastic. This is what I was going to do anyway. Years from now, now I have a, a, a very smart, intelligent, trustworthy partner on that side. To well, I wouldn't say we're partners, but like someone who sees uh, things I do. You know, we have the same kind of vision, and that was you know like just talking to him. I still haven't even met him in re in real life. Like we, we've just been discussing business over the phone for the last year almost, and. Uh, I was like, yep, this is the guy I want to do business with because he has a, a fantastic mind for the business. He has passion, which a lot of people uh, along the way lose. You know, like a lot of promoters just care about one thing. And, you know, he, he legit believes and wants to make wrestling in South Africa go to what it used to be in the 80s. And that's what I want to do, too. You know, and hopefully we can open some schools. Generation, you know, like. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, five, six, seven years from now, we'll have, like, five, seven, eight South Africans in WWE? That's my plan. It can definitely be done. That's for sure. I mean, we did a, a podcast with Cornelius last week. And, again, like you said, his passion for the business is it's refreshing to see. Yeah, uh, I, think the timing is, I think the timing is just perfect right now. Like, for me and Nelius and Slam Force and pro wrestling in South Africa and, you know, wrestling... Is at an all-time high worldwide, and I, I made so many friends and connections worldwide, and I want to bring them all to South Africa. And I mean, talking about Slam Force, we know that you're going to be facing Rob Van Dam for the Slam Force Heavyweight Title. How do you feel you can beat RVD? You know, I've been studying RVD ever since I was little. You know, he's been around for a long time, and I, I actually do a lot of the stuff that he does. Yeah, um, this this will be the first time. Then we go one-on-one -on -one in the ring, so I'm very excited about this, you know. It's, it's, 
This is giving me so much fun. I don't even have the words to describe it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this so much. Look, it's definitely a dream matchup for, for us personally, and I'm sure a lot of people out there. Yeah, myself included, actually. <laughs> and, you know, also for anyone who's never been to a pro wrestling live event, what can they be, what can they be expecting on the night? Well, a lot of fun. It's a show for the whole family. So you can bring, you know, you can bring the kids, you can bring the grandma, you can bring whoever you want, you know. Um, expect a lot of fun, a lot of drama, a lot of, a lot of South African flavor, a lot of international flavor, a few surprises, um, some competitions. And, yeah, it's just going to be a great night, you know. Like, I feel like I feel like South Africa is gets 100% behind its local athletes and performers. And I, I really hope that they get behind the Slam Force brand and so we can build this to an international brand. And uh, Peter, to finish things off here, the last question from us is, what do you miss most about your home country, South Africa? The food. I miss my family and I miss the food, of course. I mean, I got, I got invited all these I'm taking with for a bribe as soon as we land. So, you know, look, whenever I can, I, I order some biltong from a local. Fo- There's a South African farm in California where I live, and they make me some some biltong. And I mean, I miss that a lot. That literally the first thing I do when I land in South Africa, I buy like a kilogram of biltong and drawers. <laughs> There's nothing better than biltong and a bra, that's for sure. PJ, uh, nah. <laughs> again, thank you very very much for taking the time out. And we'll see you on the 27th of October, Pretoria, Rembrandt Hall, where again you'll be facing Rob Van Dam for the Slam Force Heavyweight title. Very excited. Thank you guys for having me, and I, I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at the show.